Barkha and I come from, we are, we uh, used to work in a male dominated uh, world, right? right? And hmm. we honestly saw no real difference between men and women when it comes to workplace. Hmm. And uh, so sometimes people ask this question differently and say that, what are the advantages or disadvantages that you, uh, you know, find yourself in as a woman? I say none. Hmm. And hmm. entrepreneur's journey is anywhere a genderless journey. You're a man, you're a woman, you're in the same hot soup. Hi, hello, namaste to all my listeners. I'm your host, Sartak Varshne. And I welcome you all to the Balls of Steel show. Where you get an insight into the business mindset of the entrepreneurs. Dhandoni Soch. So hi guys and welcome back to the Balls of Steel show and today we have two amazing ladies with us uh, and and they're very very amazing so the startup that they're working on is in the sustainable sector okay this makes me think that recently I've been doing a lot of podcasts in the sustainable sector and that makes me even more happy so yeah uh, these these guys are doing an amazing startup in the sustainable sector sustainable and fashion sector I would say okay next thing as usual you know we discussed this earlier and you would know that I have to chase my guest for a very long time. So this was a six-month long chase that we have had, right? And finally, we are doing this podcast. So I'm very, very, very excited that we are finally doing this. And yes, I won't do any further delay. So let me welcome Meghna Kishore and Barkha Vatnagar Das from Green Digo on the show. Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi, Sarthar. Thank you so much for having us over. I am very, very happy. Hi, Barkha. Hi, pleasure to be here. Pleasure's all mine that you're finally talking. It's 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 a it's so so long due. I just can't tell you how excited I am. Yeah, it's been actually really long. Yes, yes, and yes. So really how how's your yes? I am very glad. So how's your day going, guys? Are you excited for this? Super excited about this. We've been really looking forward to this for a long time. Oh my God, that means I'm going to get good stories today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I look forward to good stories. That's great. So guys, let me ask you our signature question, okay? What is the business that you are into because of which we are going to say that you've got the balls of steel? So uh, I think, Sarthak, for Barkha and I, We've got Mm. the balls of steel, not just because of the kind of business that we are in, but the way we got Mm. into it. So we have fairly long corporate careers that we left. I would say very cushy uh, jobs, well-paying jobs. We were doing, uh, Mm. I would say, pretty well in our careers. And Mm. uh, then we decided to quit and get into organic clothing uh, business for kids. Mm-hmm. So we make uh, organic cotton uh, clothing for children and uh, we are actually the only D2C brand in India that is uh, that carries this global certificate. Uh, oh, you know. wow. Yeah. So, uh, wow. yes, and I guess uh, to that extent, we are uh, trying to disrupt the market and that is why we have balls of steel. You guys have, I mean, huge balls that you're disrupting such a... <laughs> age old industry 
that to at a sustainable level that to for the kids i mean that's that's insane yaar i mean leaving a job is one part but how did this idea even come to you guys that you know you would want to do something uh, because i like we we all know we have we will all be looking at your linkedin profile my listeners will be looking at your linkedin profiles you guys were in the banking sector and as you mentioned good jobs how did this whole idea from banking to i mean clothing apparel how perfect this was actually um, um this was this the idea actually uh, came over a, a journey of a few years so it started oh. with uh, megna's personal challenge of uh, finding uh, you know chemical free and organic uh, clothing for her child um so in her uh, while she mm-hmm. was uh, working um uh in you know while she was in a corporate job she was posted overseas and she found mm-hmm. it very easy to find uh, organic cotton clothing for her child who was born with a very very sensitive skin uh, mm-hmm. but when she moved here she realized uh, you know that th- th- there is a, a gap that exists in the market and uh, the market is actually flooded with a whole lot of synthetics right. which uh, which are uh, very harmful not only for the environment but also for our health uh, mm-hmm. and more so in the case of children because uh, you know children are born with a much thinner skin about 30% thinner than adults uh, so right. that makes their skin far more absorbent than our skin and uh, oh. everything that comes in contact with our skin uh, you know our skin is mm-hmm. constantly absorbing all the substances that it comes in contact with Right. so which can be very which can be very harmful and uh, you know i mean it's it's there for all of us to see the number of lifestyle diseases and issues that have come up because we are constantly exposed to pollutants and toxins right. in every walk of our life so um, while for megna uh, you know this was a personal challenge and you know she often spoke about uh, this to me um, i actually uh, decided to also jump into uh, the fray and you know partner with her to get green deco going because i have mm-hmm. also uh, in my individual capacity been very mindful of uh, living consciously so you know whether it okay. is uh, you know recycling stuff at home or repurposing existing things i am very conscious of my consumption mm-hmm. habits and uh, i uh, when megna and i decided to get together you know we did our research and we uh, figured that you know of course uh, organic clothing is something that we need to get into not only because it is uh, safe for uh, you know children and newborns specifically but mm-hmm. also because it is very environment friendly uh, organic mm-hmm. cotton is grown without the use of any gmos or any chemical pesticides and um mm-hmm. it is it pure organic cotton is actually biodegradable so okay. so uh, it is it is uh, our journey to co-found green deco is actually a combination of her personal challenge with my uh, you know drive to live more mindfully and uh, you know consume mm-hmm. better quality products okay so that's that's uh... quite the process for the idea and i get understand the amount of years it would have taken and how the seed got sown for the idea and eventually you guys came up and decided that we'll take this up and start a business all together in this thing that's that's yeah, a great great job it was actually sarthak 
Mm. A very very long uh, process uh, before we started the business because while mm-hmm. uh, my daughter was very young and I was abroad, all the mm-hmm. garments that I bought for for her that were made of mm-hmm. uh, organic cotton, fed made in mm-hmm. India. So when I moved back to India, I kind of took it for granted that in India it will be very easy to find uh, organic cotton gra- garments. Right. But. Uh, you know over a period of time i realized that all gets exported there's nothing available domestically india is actually right. the largest grower of uh, organic cotton and right. uh, most of it gets uh, exported so right. there nothing left to consume in india so it was so f- weird that every time i traveled abroad i bought suitcases full of stuff for my daughter <laughs> they were all made in india made <laughs> Yeah, and not only that. Every time a friend or somebody mm. from my family traveled, they did the same for me. Okay. And you know, sometimes yeah. I used to keep uh, uh, talking about it. Uh, I I'm not very uh, sure if you know that we are sisters. So uh, no, I know, just she... I just got to know recently, you know. Yeah. So uh, you know, right. so we were both speaking about this, and uh, I obviously was feeling very frustrated about this, and we used to oh. talk very often about it. and hmm. uh, this process uh, in theory like in our minds was actually a 14 year old uh, 14 year process when we picked up this conversation we never thought mm-hmm. of doing a business we were yeah, both right. in our jobs we were very happy doing our jobs mm-hmm. uh, but the thought that there is this white space in the indian market and right. over a decade and a half nobody stepped in to full you know fill it right So um right. I think that's okay. how it turned into a business. That's how it turned. So you so basically you were frustrated with the problem that I am uh buying made in India clothes and getting back to India for myself. Exactly. And why cannot do it inside domestically? Why does it have to follow the international route via the Suez Canal and come back? <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of shipping, transportation duties, multiple duties added, and not do it domestically. So that's a great and a idea. And bizarre amount of carbon footprint in the process. Yes, bizarre amount of carbon footprint. I can completely yeah. agree with that. I mean, इतनी shipping हो रही है फिर तो हम पता नहीं क्या ही कर रहे हैं. Yes, we yeah. are just adding to the ozone layer, guys. Understand what we're doing. Okay, so that's that's a that's the very you know. a foundation of the idea that you understood but now uh, guys i would want you uh, to make our listeners and me understand the whole process of your business like you know from where are you getting the stuff and how are you getting it processed how is it getting manufactured and the entire process from you know the very starting to the end part of the business and then same for the consumer end also okay so um, so the whole process is uh, is really long in the sense okay. that uh, we are end to end certified so from the okay. point that the farmer uh, sows the seed for organic mm-hmm. cotton or i would say actually from 3 years before that uh, this mm-hmm. whole process starts uh, the okay. farm has to be certified organic the soil has to be chemical free which takes 3 years uh, you know from the last use of fertilizer uh, a chemical fertilizer insecticide uh mm-hmm. the seed has to be non genetically modified and mm-hmm. then from there the process starts uh it is right 
the whole process involves no use of toxic chemicals no insecticides no uh, pesticides no chemical fertilizers so it right. is the uh, like we say old way of farming like how mm-hmm. our uh, ancestors used to farm without mm-hmm. the chemicals and uh, so the journey of the cotton starts from there and then we go through the entire process of ginning and spinning and dyeing and weaving and uh, you know finally cutting and sewing and packing and transportation mm-hmm. and the goods mm-hmm. finally reach our warehouse from where we uh, sell them this entire okay. loop is right. uh, it's a closed loop and the whole bubble gets uh, audited okay so uh, it is a it is a uh, um, i would say a very rigorous kind of a certification and mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is why in all likelihood there are not too many brands that uh, you know want to go down that way hmm understandable very yeah. much understandable okay so that brings me to this very simple question that uh, if this whole loop and bubble has a lot of uh, nitigrities that needs to be certified for you guys to be called uh, the organic brand and get that organic certificate and not many brands are not, uh, going inside it so what is the plausible reason that many brands are not going inside it is it the profitability is it uh, the logistics what is it according to you and that what you are taking care of it when you are going that's, that's a great hmm. question um let me just take a step back and okay. uh, uh, you know uh, try to give you what the uh, customer landscape looks like and uh, you know where we are as far as demand and supply for organic baby products goes so see right. uh, you know as a uh you know as uh, business owners uh, megna and i engage a lot with uh, you know uh, young mothers or new mothers mm-hmm. who are typically our target audience now mm-hmm. um young moms today are extremely particular about offering uh, you know the highest quality and the safest products to their children uh, not only in apparel but even you know they are very concerned about what the child is eating what the child is playing with uh and so on and so forth so right. safety safety and good quality are the prime concerns that a young mother has towards uh you know making all the purchase decisions for her child now mm-hmm. um, what has happened is that there is abundant greenwashing that exists now right. as people are getting more aware of um uh, you know sustainable products and organic products there mm-hmm. is also little awareness that exists both uh, you know in the minds of the consumer and from you know the brand's point of view so mm-hmm. today if you uh, you know search for organic products you will get a list of a whole lot of products across categories saying that they are organic but what is right. the claim to make you know what is what is the backing to that claim Um, so globally uh, you know especially in europe us australia uh, and a few other uh, southeast asian countries awareness uh, of sustainable and organic products is way ahead of the curve and organic yeah. certifications are the only way that the customer gets to know that the product he or she is consuming is genuinely organic and authentic so mm. uh the reason why megna and i decided to go through this 
uh, entire rigorous process of getting our brand certified and ensuring that our sustainable supply chain is end to end certified was mm-hmm. that we were not in the you know we did not start green day go just to pay lip service we mm. were we started green day go and we were absolutely sure of the fact that you know we wanted to tick all the right boxes and we mm. wanted to give the customer a superior quality product international designs something that is the most comfortable for the baby as mm. well as being convenient for the mother and something that the mother can trust uh, without mm. questioning the gen you know the genuineness of the product uh okay so so the reason why we got certified is also you know has a lot to do with the consumer insight that uh, you know we initially uh, garnered uh, by speaking to a whole lot of new mothers uh, mm. you know who form our target audience okay so there is all that research that you guys have put into so how long was that research process for you guys Uh, the, I I I would say that uh, you know we spent a couple of years doing our research, uh, oh, and uh, the the learning never stops. We are still uh-huh. as much engaged in speaking to our consumers as we uh-huh. were before we started on this journey, uh, yeah, because yeah. we really feel that uh, you know uh, all business decisions uh, that we make are you know a basis all these uh, you know pain points that customers speak of. and mm-hmm. uh, our products uh, are designed to solve for the pain points that a young mother uh, experiences in her uh, motherhood journey right try try okay so that is a lovely insight by car honestly that what you guys are trying to do and what you guys are trying guys are trying to achieve right but if i look at it from a bigger perspective okay the your tg is pretty much defined but your tg Uh, is also very young mother with if i uh, which the number for which is pretty less right with the upcoming times the knowledge and uh, you know awareness is growing up but what i would want to understand that in india people don't even know about the basics right when i say basics like uh, they don't know about gmos they don't know about all the different stuff that you know harms them uh, in terms of such clothing right and secondly yeah. comes in the picture that uh, may more important than this it's it's about the cost that at the end i need something to wear i don't care what i'm wearing but i need something on my body that's the first priority right if, if i look at a bigger picture so how difficult for you it is to make the uh, unknown people aware and eventually sell your product so uh, sarthak you know so like i said we are catering to young mothers uh, we mm-hmm. are however uh, you know we find that we get a lot of uh, interest from metro and urban cities so mm-hmm. uh, uh, i would um, and you know the 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 understanding there is that you know the this particular strata of uh, consumers who we are appealing to are the global jet setters you know they are mm-hmm. aware of uh you know what the global trends are they are aware mm-hmm. of uh, uh uh you know what are the products that are good and safe for their child uh mm-hmm. these young mothers are also digital natives and they spend a lot of time online researching and seeking recommendations from right. uh yeah from either uh you know uh, people who are in authority or 
uh, other mothers who may be influencers or people you know on the same motherhood journey as them at the same life stage as them now right. um, the, the i'll just answer your question in two parts now okay. you are absolutely right in saying that you know people are not aware about the environmental uh, aspect of uh, products you know like people are not aware about gmo and all of that now mm. that is that is that is a fact and we feel that this is only going to uh you know improve as the awareness around sustainability uh increases and as more and more conversations are triggered around uh environmental consciousness however mm-hmm. at green dego we've always kept our customer as the central focus now okay. mothers also look at a very functional and practical uh design when it comes to apparel so mm-hmm. they want products that solved for their pain points that adds to their convenience that adds mm. to the comfort of the child so mm. you know i'll just give you an example in many conversations that we've had you know frequent diaper changes is a concern right right uh, there are multiple times that you change a diaper for a child uh-huh. now right. many a times many a times the child may be sleeping or napping and you have to kind of undress the child to change the diaper thereby the child get disturbed and you know the whole cycle of uh, getting the child pacified and putting him back to sleep starts now mm-hmm. what we've done is with design interventions we have come up with patterns uh, you okay. know which are convenient which are convenient for mothers to use and comfortable for the baby so you know we have diaper openings and you know we have Uh, uh introduce different features to our garments which enable a mother to you know change a diaper without completely undressing a child okay so right. so our uh, audience is actually looking out for practical solutions which make her life more convenient and mm. the cherry on top for right. a customer like this is that if the product is clean and green so oh. uh environmental Uh, uh consciousness is definitely something that uh you know the millennials are very very particular about in terms of the consumption habits so in mm-hmm. fact there was a study that you know uh, we were recently referring to where it said that you know 86% of millennials would prefer to opt for a brand uh which is uh you know in the eco conscious space so while it may not be a uh you know a direct or the primary trigger for consumption because at the end of it if you are buying clothes you want them to look good you want them to feel good you want yeah. them to uh wash well so all those functional aspects are something that you are going to uh kind of evaluate your purchase basis and if mm-hmm. all those are checked and then you realize that okay fine this is also sustainable then you will opt for that right Right, so we right. at greendigo understand that you know it will always be functionality and design that will trump sustainability when it comes to purchase decisions but mm-hmm. we find that uh, being organic is definitely uh, you know a parameter that our customers have at the back of their mind right so this is this is i mean i i'm giving very out of the box and all an analogy right now but this is just like musk saying that it empowers the people to say that i'm i'm driving a you know sustainable car which just which does not add any carbon footprint 
to the world and i'm driving a green car so that's what you're doing with the clothing space yeah absolutely. so you know yeah sorry go ahead yeah no i'm saying that the happiness that you get out of doing good right. is always there right so all your needs are met and then mm. you're also not harming yeah. the environment Hmm. and i think new yeah. parents are becoming increasingly right. conscious about these issues because when you have a child you realize that uh, this is the only planet we have uh, hmm. you may be able to live your life in it but what about the next generation what about the next generation that's that's right i left one point of yours yeah. unanswered which was regarding the price point hmm. you also right. spoke about uh, so see there is definitely a perception that uh, you know sustainable and organic clothing is uh, you know priced at a premium mm-hmm. now it is uh, definitely priced at a slight premium mm-hmm. uh, because of because of the process it goes through right so there is small right. batch uh, manufacturing and uh, you know uh, everything is being done in a way uh, that does not have any shortcuts or uh, any sort of compromises in terms of the processes or the raw materials used Uh, mm-hmm. uh forget about raw materials and processes even in terms of the way the labor and the mm-hmm. factory workers are treated right so all right. our factories are fair trade certified for instance so right there is there is a uh 15 to 20% premium i would say if you compare it to a brand that is not sustainable in a complete sense uh mm-hmm. however it's very interesting uh you know consumer behavior that we have witnessed uh again as a, a result of speaking to the uh, customers we have so mm-hmm. just to give you an example you know this is what they say so they say if you know we are looking for say a black t-shirt mm-hmm. right uh you will see you will see that you know if it's the right size if it feels good uh you know if it fits you well uh if it is the exact shade of black that you were looking for etc and say if that is priced at rupees x and just right next to it you see a t-shirt that also meets all these criteria but you realize that it is you know made of organic cotton and mm. even if that is like at a 15 20% premium you would then go for that because you feel good about the purchase right you, you know you have done the right thing you have done that small bit that you could uh, to make a difference mm. and this is a this is a behavior that we are seeing uh you know in the target audience that i have spoken of and uh, parents today do not want to compromise at all uh you know when it comes to giving their children the best of everything absolutely absolutely this is this is very true that at this point in time most of the purchases are more towards the feel good factor that i feel good doing this hence i will do this be it in the parenting sector or be it any other sector so i mean we all know there's there's a big saying out there that people buy iphones because it looks good it feels good and it makes you feel richer right that i have an iphone so that's that's absolutely true okay so but i would want to understand since we are at the price point factor barkha right now okay so help me understand that as you mentioned in your process the whole process goes back 3 years in time because it takes 3 years to you know uh, 
non chemically or whatever the right term is i'm sorry i'm just bad at that word to chemically free the soil and then the whole stuff start so how do you really optimize your cost how do you take care of that part so um sarthak these farms are already in existence so right. we didn't have to make a farm organic uh, mm-hmm. we had to basically reach out to these farms so it is not oh. that long a process for us so there are okay. organic cotton farmers and uh, we can buy uh, organic cotton from them these are certified farmers uh, they grow okay. clean cotton so it doesn't oh. take us 3 years to purchase our cotton but okay. it took the farmer that long to reach the organic status okay 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 so i get that so uh, yeah. going back to your whole cycle and the process once you found out that it the it's being manufactured in india so uh, finding the right places and getting the right key points and bringing all the pieces together is how you've taken this business up and running right yep okay that's great so now help me understand guys that uh, do you have have your own manufacturing or are you in the outsourcing business so uh okay it's like a mishmash of things okay we don't own the factories uh-huh. but we uh, we invest in uh, production lines so uh, we have dedicated production capacity for green digo where we get manufacturing wow. done but okay. the factories are owned by other people okay so so that's like you have a dedicated machines which are specifically specifically designed or specifically you know for i would say set up to take care for your manufacturing right yeah. okay okay that's a great thing so we understand your process uh, we have got the insight about the process now help us understand the marketing and branding part of it so you guys as you mentioned are completely d2c so are you selling only instagram only online or are you bidding going out through retail stores also so what's the process or what what are, how are you guys thinking of that part so uh, we are basically uh, you know our website is our primary uh, uh, channel of sales uh, at the moment however mm-hmm. um, uh, you know so we uh, our brand has had a very interesting uh, uh, roller coaster ride of existence because uh, you know we were in operations for 6 months and then covid struck so okay. um, so we have invested uh, uh, heavily in our own website uh, and that uh, it turned out to be our primary sales channel however right. now uh, we are uh, also partnering with a whole lot of marketplaces mm-hmm. um, where our uh, you know target audience uh, is present basically where the target audience mm-hmm. shops so we find that the marketplaces are proving to be a good discovery channel for a brand like ours mm-hmm. and uh, uh, as going forward uh, if uh fingers crossed things open up uh, offline mm-hmm. retail is definitely something we want to explore uh, in the days to come okay okay so i mean having an offline store is always great it feels different to walk into a store and feel the fabric before you buy it I, I mean, you are absolutely right it's right, right. i don't know yeah. about you know everyone in the country and very honestly we're moving towards a digital trend but somewhere i'm still the person who would want to feel the fabric or at least for my electronics i would want to see the electronics before i buy it i want to see it in front of my eyes so that's a whole lot of different feel altogether okay yes. so that gives us a great insight about you know how the business is functioning now a very simple question okay <clears throat> 
which i want to understand from you guys since you guys come from a from a banking and corporate culture and all that part so uh how did you guys really formulate your business model while you were deciding that you want to do the business how did you formulate the whole business model so um i'll be very very candid here sarthak and very i want you to be candid and, yes and uh, your uh, listeners can have a good laugh about it so barkha and okay. i are both both very excel kind of people or we were when we were okay. in our jobs so we mm-hmm. formulated this perfect business plan and uh, okay. you know for for the next 7 years and we said this is the way to go and we started mm-hmm. and a couple of weeks down the line we re- revised it okay and uh, we said fine we've got it right this time and now let's go and mm. then a couple of months down we had to revise it so <laughs> it and it has been going on till now so you'll find barkha right. and i sitting on our business plan almost mm. every two months the oh my god okay change, customer feedback uh, you know comes in uh, something changes a new idea comes in we see mm. something that we like uh, mm. or we get a negative feedback for something we drop it we want to experiment we try new things and it's it's like a constant i you know mm. when they say change is the only constant i now believe right <laughs> so, you know it, so, so yes we do do a lot, we obviously do a lot of planning but we are mm. also very agile and barkha and i say it very proudly Hmm. because when covid hit and hmm. uh, we were really very new we had not even really started selling that time okay uh, we quickly pivoted we started hmm. making organic cotton masks for children now these oh. were not available in the market at all you all hmm. you got for surgical masks initially from the chemist right. shop and right. chemists were running out of it and that's right. when like in a month of the lock you know uh, in a month of the lockdown hitting we mm-hmm. started selling organic cotton kids masks in kids sizes and very cute prints right and honestly that is what kept us afloat for those initial months oh and uh, yeah because we really sold like i would say lakhs of masks right. and uh, and a lot of customers at that point came back and they bought clothes from us they said your mask oh. quality is amazing our kids refused uh-huh. to wear any other mask and uh, so your clothes would be great too oh wow so i think yeah so i think being agile and being mm. open to change is the key here uh, this mm. was just a very small anecdote but in our lives change is really the only constant okay okay so that means a lot of changes that keeps on happening in your life so that's a that's a very very good anecdote and that reminds me of a good an analogy that you know i would love to talk about and i will bring it up right away so that analogy being that uh, so you know that there are all uh, we have all the big giants in the country right airtel jio and what not yeah. right and with these companies let's say you uh, what sim do you guys use airtel or jio I am on Jio now. You're on Jio oh. now. You switched from Airtel. And Barka, what about you? Jio. It's a Jio. Okay, so I'm on Airtel, right? So the point being that with these companies, once we are, uh, so they, they tend, tend uh, they make us lure to buy one of the products, right? 
let's say you guys bought in Jio. Now then comes in Jio Fiber. Now comes in Jio Mart. So once Jio was there, we trusted it, and all the things happened, right? And eventually, we are now in their ecosystem. Once in the ecosystem, they tend to upsell us more and more and more of products because we are a consumer to them now, right? Similarly, I can see this thing happening. I can see this that this thing very well happened with your business. That your organic mask may, gave you lakhs of customers who started trusting you because uh, of the quality, and they become a part of your ecosystem, right? And then eventually trusting your brand. So, how do you think? What is your opinion about this analogy? And what is your point of view that you guys would want to say about this thing for your business? Uh, Sasak, I'll take that. So, okay. you, you know, uh, we feel that uh, getting a customer to try a product, even mm -hmm. if it is, uh, you know, even if it is uh, a small ticket item or a low value mm -hmm. product initially, and mm -hmm. then, you know, building on the trust uh, for the customer to come back and try your different other products that you offer uh, mm -hmm. is uh, is a great strategy. And, uh, you know, I think a customer, when he or she finds value in your product, uh, mm. they, they get more uh, confident of, you know, giving you a shot for other product categories as well. Uh, mm. And at Green Digo, what we are also trying to do is to get customers, uh, you know, to, to give customers variety of the products that, you know, we already have. As mm -hmm. well as go into go a little wide and offer them some product extensions. So, okay. say for instance, uh, you know, like uh, we are predominantly a clothing brand, but we mm -hmm. find that uh, uh, you know, a baby bedding is also something that uh, mothers are very particular about because you know right. the baby is constantly lying on baby bedding through the whole right. day. So that also needs to have a good feel and that also needs to be good quality. So mm -hmm. uh, we are, uh, you know, going to soon uh, introduce our baby bedding, for instance. So we feel that giving customers a variety of products, uh, uh, moving into different uh, extended uh, product categories, uh, you know, which while catering to the same target audience uh, mm -hmm. is the way to go. And, uh, you know, that's the way to kind of... Uh, uh, catch hold of the early adopters who uh, bet on you early on. That's 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 amazing, and that's also another strategy for you guys, for you listeners. That eventually adding the right products to your business plan can help you grow multifold. Eventually, not instantly. Okay, so now we we've got a lot of understanding that how you guys are taking this ahead and uh, uh, a very simple and sweet question which you guys probably would have answered a lot of times so i would also want to answer you uh, for you guys to answer it one more time for me that how are you, you know, trying to take this into into the future right now since you guys are already introducing more and more products so what are your future plans uh so satak in future so we are essentially a children's clothing company and we okay. want to stay that. Okay. Uh, we want to offer the entire range of, uh, you know, anything that can be made from cotton for kids. Mm -hmm. um, bedding like Barkha spoke is uh, the next launch. Mm -hmm. we, um, we would want to cater to the parents a little bit. 
uh-huh. you know especially the like barkha said earlier adopters tend to use more and more of uh, organic products so yes eventually we may want to reach out and make something for the parents too but uh, we will stay a kids clothing brand for the foreseeable future that's that's great so guys apne jab bhi tumhare bacche ho rahe ho you have a new brand okay look <laughs> look up to <laughs> जितने पॉडकास्ट सुन रहे through green deco so it is not just the cotton growers we mm-hmm. uh, we are an all all women team we are not, not just a, a women led women founded company our entire mm-hmm. team right now is women only uh, wow. having said that i honestly because the kind of background uh, that barkha and i come from we are uh-huh. we used to work in a male dominated uh, World, right. right and hmm. we honestly saw no real difference between men and women when it comes to workplace hmm. and uh, so sometimes people ask this question differently and say that what are the advantages or disadvantages that you uh, you know find yourself in as a woman i say none hmm. and hmm. entrepreneurs journey is anywhere genderless journey you're a man you're a woman you're in the same hot soup it really uh, doesn't matter but uh, yes right. as, as much as we can we would want to empower uh, women we mm-hmm. also um, support an ngo like green deco oh. supports an ngo yes uh, which empowers women and kids from uh, urban slums okay and we work very closely with them so they uh, you know do vocational training for women and things so yes we do our bit but uh, mm-hmm. honestly we are all for uh, gender equality at workplace i don't think that being a woman gives us a advantage or a disadvantage okay okay anything but that you would want to add to this the uh, megna kind of uh, encapsulated that perfectly uh, uh, we feel that uh, you know it's 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 uh, you know we are moving into more uh, you know roles which are not defined by gender now mm-hmm. uh, you know like everyone does everything and uh, that's the way it should be earlier mm-hmm. you know people used to say oh that's a woman's job or that's a man's job i think mm-hmm. that kind of a conversation uh, you know is slowly coming to an end and uh, that's the way it should be i get it i get it okay so now guys <clears throat> we understand the business we understand the work culture we understand all the things about that part let's understand your uh, you know uh, the initial part of it so Did you guys bootstrap it? Are you guys funded? How are you guys taking this ahead? So, how was so the it, financial management when you started this thing? So, so Barkha and I started bootstrapped. Uh, we are oh. still bootstrapped. We oh, nice. started Green Dego. Yeah, we started Green Dego with our own personal savings, and uh-huh. uh, we would soon be looking out to raising funds. 
Uh, okay. We are from a very tightly knit family, and like I mm-hmm. said, Barka and Aya sisters. Mm-hmm. So family is always supportive, irrespective mm-hmm. of uh, what they are doing. But <laughs> I would say that uh, it was a little bit of a shock for our parents mm-hmm. because to see both their kids, both mm-hmm. their daughters, mm-hmm. quit cushy jobs on the. So Barka and I put in our resignation on the same day also. Wow. Uh, yeah so you know uh, we were uh, on our way back from our hometown which is jaipur and uh-huh. uh, on the flight we again got talking about this about uh, you know this whole uh, whole white space and uh-huh. uh, uh, you know just jokingly i told her let's quit tomorrow she said okay i said what okay. <laughs> yeah she said yeah i'm okay quitting tomorrow if you're okay quitting tomorrow so i said fine we'll speak uh, at night and then we spoke again in the evening and uh, uh, she was as sure about it and uh, that gave me a lot of confidence oh. and i said yeah fine so we both quit our jobs um, okay and then we called up our parents and told okay. them that we quit our jobs uh but yes they are super supportive even now uh, mm-hmm. they are uh, i would say one of our biggest advocates but okay. uh, uh being bootstrapped is another uh, it's another world it's another ball game it's right. very tough every mm. penny matters mm-hmm. we run a very very tight ship mm. uh, uh in the sense that uh, we are very aware of uh, useless expenses mm-hmm. or money going waste or mm. uh, you know those kind of things we are we run a tight ship uh, we have a all women's team like i said and mm-hmm. uh, it is the company culture to be aware of the costs okay so so i have to date never seen somebody waste anything or mm-hmm. leave the lights on or you know just those little little things but uh, mm. yeah you know we run a we are very aware of the fact that uh, money should not mm. go away and i think that's held us in very good stead we have a uh, you know very healthy uh, gross margin we have uh, we mm. you know i am proud of uh, what we've built wow <clears throat> that's that's great that's great and uh, and barkha i mean what would what 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 is your point if i would love to know your point of view on this but because bootstrapping is difficult for every individual and even though your sisters but i will still love to know how how has it been for you uh, you know like megna said uh, it it is a very tough uh, uh, and you know very tight rope to walk on mm-hmm. uh, but it is an exciting journey because uh, you know like she said we started from our personal savings and uh, building something ground up uh entirely on your own 
and mm. uh, you know Meghna and I are not from this industry uh, you know we were both in the banking and financial uh, sector and mm. the we really did uh, you know start from scratch uh, you know we did our research we tried to understand uh, how this industry functions how the supply chains uh, you know are built and uh, also you know make ourselves more aware of the trends in sustainable fashion and the way this industry is poised to grow so right. it is it is immensely satisfying uh, you know now that i look back that all the rigor and grind that we've uh, gone through Uh, mm-hmm. has really held us in good stead and uh, i think that that was the best foundation that you know green dego could have had wow wow so guys since we're talking about bootstrapping and we're talking about struggles why don't you guys give me a give me any anecdote which comes to your mind first when we talk about bootstrapping like be it, it would be anything because it's all about saving tell you this is this is yeah. a little bit of a funny funny anecdote uh, okay. you know once when we quit our cushy jobs uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know we are so used to working in uh, large organizations where you know there are these uh, uh, you know departments for everything everyone has a defined job you know you have mm-hmm. hr and you have admin and you have marketing and everything but when right. we started green dego with just the two of us Uh, you know it had we had to actually you know rewire the way we think because megha and i were everything right from the sweeper to the admin to the hr to the marketing <laughs> to the ops so i think uh, that uh, uh, unlearning and relearning into this uh, you know you know the transition from a corporate world to the world of entrepreneurship which really is a hustle uh, right is something that you know we often joke about because uh, here it's uh, we are everything you know we <laughs> at the end of it you know whether it's uh, something as uh, uh, silly as uh, you know the ac not working in the office to something as big as uh, you know dispatches for customers or figuring out a new supplier or whatever it may be uh-huh. uh, it's all us it's all us right Right, it was also a lot of fun, you know. Uh-huh. We, I think, Barkha and I really enjoyed that part. We, uh, we have a, a friend uh, who visited us once in our office, and uh-huh. uh, both of us were busy cleaning the office that day. And uh-huh. uh, you know, they took pictures of uh, Barkha and I uh, cleaning the office, saying that uh, when you guys mm-hmm. make it, I'll release these pictures. Oh, you know? <laughs> So yeah, but it is a lot of fun. It's we are both very hands-on indeed. people, anyway. Sarthak, Barkha, and I, uh, mm. you know, we do a lot of stuff on our own, even now with our team. Uh-huh. So we are, uh, we like to stay in touch with things. We like to stay in touch with customers. We, uh, between the two of us, I think we touch base with, uh, I would say, fifty, sixty, seventy percent of our customers. Oh wow! So yeah, so. Uh, you know if we have like a few minutes uh, we, so mm-hmm. we have this list of customers uh, you know allotted to both of us and if we right. find a few minutes here and there doing something uh, or a gap between two meetings we make our calls and okay. it is such a great thing to do to hear from the customer because customers are very free mm-hmm. with feedback right. so they tell you the good and the bad mm-hmm. and uh, so then uh, at least barkha and i uh, know 
what to give back to you know the feedback to give back to our design team or our customer uh-huh. service team or our mm-hmm. dispatch team you know so mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's it's very interesting we we are very hands on people and being bootstrap made, made us more hands on right 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 okay so guys this brings me to a very interesting question at least that's interesting for me right so considering the kind of corporate culture that you came from as and as you mentioned that there are specific departments for everything right so you know that uh, it's very easy for anyone like you or at your position to feel like you know now this is not my kind of job or you know uh, i shouldn't be speaking to customers or something like that so how do you really feel about speaking the fact that you guys are speaking to customers being the founders of the company and how do they react to it that you guys are the ones making the call and how does it add or or how does it affect your brand image what is your opinion about that definitely uh, speaking to consumers is uh, actually one of the most enriching things uh, that we do and we are now uh, also getting our team members to increasingly speak to consumers because mm. uh, you know we've realized that it uh, the the product that we are making which is for babies mm. uh, you know the 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 purchase is made by the parents right the end user is not the one making the purchase so right. it's very important to understand how a mother thinks when she goes out to buy Uh, clothes for her child and right. uh, it is such a uh, uh, you know it's a very delicate uh, sort of a uh, category because uh, you know we are dealing with uh, babies so you know there are issues that people have spoken of that you know uh, if uh, a garment has uh, uh, you know very pokey uh, labels you know it irritates the skin of my child Uh, right. or you know uh, if the zippers are not uh, stitched properly you know they can pinch the uh, skin of the child etc uh-huh. etc now these these sort of finer nuances mm-hmm. uh, we would not be able to get if we weren't in touch with the consumer and right. our product today is differentiated from what's available uh, you know at large in the domestic market because of these small changes that we've made in the way our designs are uh, mm-hmm. you know which which take care of these things you know right. these may sound very these may sound very small and uh, trivial things but to a mm-hmm. mother these things matter a lot right uh, you know the comfort of her child and she would not want anything to irritate the skin of the child or anything to harm her child in any way and mm-hmm. uh, the insights that we get from these young mothers by speaking to them uh, mm. is is literally uh, you know worth gold and uh, it is uh, it is something that i don't think megna and i will ever get away from because mm. uh, we understand that you know the deeper we get into these conversations with mothers the more uh, uh you know interventions we'll be able to make in our product offerings and the target audience will resonate with our brand better so okay uh, i think consumers uh, uh you know conversations with consumers are here to stay and i think i would encourage everyone to be as close to the consumer as they can you know wow, i uh, remember uh, this right. lady neha 
uh, that uh. we spoke to initially and we used to sell these uh, you know essential sets like caps and mittens and bibs and socks kind of sets for babies uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh, i remember calling her up after she, you know few days after she had made her purchase and she said mm-hmm. that you know um, i was hopeful that uh, you know your product would be different my daughter's mittens fly off when she frails her arms and then she scratches herself all over so it didn't do me any good to buy your mittens uh-huh. and that feedback really got to me and barkha and we said we need to find a way to make mittens for babies that uh-huh. don't fly off you know when they frail their arm and right. uh, so our design team got working on it and they did some research and now all our garments come with what we call hidden mittens uh, they are foldable oh, okay. and they are uh, in the sleeve uh, uh-huh. you know full sleeves and uh-huh. uh, you can't see them normally but you can unfold them and they cover the baby's hands okay Okay. So you know the, these kind of insights can only come when the founders are in touch with the customer. Uh, right. Another another thing which uh, which became a huge success for our uh, brand uh-huh. was a feedback from a mom that uh, you know she she told us that babies grow out of kid uh, you know their clothes uh, really fast. Mm. So you know this industry is like really crazy because I have to buy clothes every two months. Every <laughs> Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, and, and kids kids clothes are expensive they are not right. uh, very you know cheap so right. again now we got down to it and we started thinking and now we have something called baby grows uh-huh. not, they adjust with the height of the or the length at that time of the baby wow. um, so yeah so you know these kind of insights uh, will not come to us through uh, uh you know uh, through an agency that does customer satisfaction survey mm-hmm. but and i this is our primary job we want okay. to make sure that we touch the pain points of the customer and address them address them right right that's that's that gives a lot of insight and you know it somewhere also uh makes it very clear and uh, i would say pushes the point that it's important for early stage founders uh, especially if we have to consider let's say d2c industry that they get in touch with their consumers in order to you know provide higher customer satisfaction and may, even better than that deliver good quality products which the customer love right yeah in order for the brand to grow at a bigger and faster pace and have a good market reach also and at the end we all know word of mouth is the best form of marketing so if you have a word of mouth over a dining table or over the baby shower that oh my god i've got clothes from green dego why not the mothers are going to be already happy that i have the baby grows with me i don't have to worry for the next 3 months okay yeah. <laughs> that's going to be taken care of okay so megna uh, and barkha i would want to now understand that you know uh, how do I, how do you guys uh think that your business is in competition with the other fashion business who are in the sustainable way yeah, like be it be them in the sustainable or non sustainable industry uh, part of it but how are how is your competition with them and how are you guys taking care of the competition so uh sarthak we uh, honestly believe that competition uh as long as it's healthy is very good mm-hmm. and uh, as far as uh, sustainable uh, uh you know the sustainable fashion category goes uh 
we definitely need more brands uh, to jump into this category so that this category gets created and together everyone can kind of just make this category grow it is not um, uh, you know a one brand's job or the brands who uh, come into this category early on you know mm-hmm. they would not be able to give this category the thrust that it has the scope of right. so uh, so we feel that uh, you know as long as uh, it's done with the right intention mm-hmm. uh, competition is definitely uh, you know uh, needed for any brand and any category to grow uh, because we honestly believe that you know uh, india is such a huge market and uh, you know the kids wear category is slated to grow to 50 billion by 2027 wow so yeah so there is ample scope of growth and uh, we honestly feel that uh, as long as you are able to carve a niche for your own brand and as long as you are uh, you stand for uh, you know something that the uh, customer resonates with uh, everyone has their space under the sun hmm that's that's true i mean that's a that's a very different opinion barkhad i'm getting after a very very long time that someone is saying that they need more brands to fall into the space in order for the entire industry to grow that's a i would say that's a very holistic and a positive point of view but still doesn't it scare you of the competition about your business your profit margins and your growth i mean seriously no, no said like yeah sorry go ahead no no sarthak what i was uh, just adding to what what varkha uh, said that right. uh, it, competition at this time is welcome not scary varkha and okay. i as a habit speak mm-hmm. to other fellow entrepreneurs who want to get into the space mm-hmm. we actually end up helping them uh, you know uh, talk to them about uh, our experiences our supply chain Uh, mm-hmm. we we would really welcome competition right now the other thing is that uh, you know clean products mm-hmm. are not just for a few unless the mm-hmm. masses start consuming them we really can't move the needle right so we want so if you really want to make a difference to the planet and to the environment or mm-hmm. to uh, the farmer community you need to make sure that more and more people uh, consume these uh, products the cleaner greener products cleaner, and for greener, them to be able yeah. to yeah consume these products there have to be more people manufacturing them hmm. and you know so the category has to uh, establish itself and expand in that way so competition right now is most welcome and it always will be like barkha said a uh, kids wear market is slated to grow to uh, you know 50 billion us dollars in india by 2027 mm-hmm. uh, it is it is a huge space right more sustainable brands taking up that space will be such a welcome thing to see i yeah i yeah that's that's a very positive attitude guys it's a very positive attitude okay so the, with that said there's one question which uh, you know just hit me that is like after listening to the baby part and the competition part that as you guys earlier mentioned that you know uh, this guy idea has been there with you for a very long time and all that thing that you mentioned don't you guys somewhere feel that you guys got delayed in starting it or you guys should have started it earlier do you guys get that kind of a feeling no 
uh, and you know there are two parts to it one okay. is we feel one is that we feel that uh, you know it was uh, uh, you know going through the rigor of our corporate jobs Uh, was absolutely essential i think meghna and i are uh, both very grateful for uh, you know the experiences we've had in the corporate sector because that's where our learning and a lot of who we are comes from uh, so uh, i would say that you know that part was definitely necessary and mm-hmm. uh, we honestly feel that this is the right time for us to have uh, gotten into the space of uh, organic uh, children's clothing because these are the formative years of the indian consumer uh, jumping onto the bandwagon of conscious consumption and okay. we definitely feel that you know we have a first mover advantage in that sense and uh, megna spoke of it earlier we are the only d2c brand uh, uh, of apparel in india that is certified by you know the global organic textile standard which is the mm. platinum seal of trust for organic textiles the world over mm-hmm. so uh we definitely feel that uh, you know uh, we would uh, we are in a uh, you know at the right place at the right time wow that's that's great okay so now since barkha you mentioned it yourself okay i would want to just pick up the question out of it which is uh, you meant you said that it was essential for you guys to go through the rigor of your jobs so the very simple question being what is that you guys picked up from your jobs that you are applying in the business right now like i know you guys have have been in multiple jobs so i i'm la- all ears to know from you your different jobs and your different learnings so sarthak i have largely been in brand and marketing roles uh, you know during my entire banking stint mm-hmm. and uh, what that has helped me is uh, you know it has helped me g- gain a very wide perspective in uh, mining consumer insights and Uh, product development brand management as well as advertising okay. and these are the core skills that come in handy every day and at green day go uh, like i said we are uh, very very particular about solving for the consumers pain points mm-hmm. and that is a big part of our design process and my prior experience of uh, viewing things from a customer's lens uh, has a big role to play in how i go about this now Okay. Okay. What about you, Meghna? So yeah, you know, Sarta uh, at Greendego, Barkha and I, our roles have also got divided. Right. Um, I primarily look after the operations and the production, mm-hmm. and uh, once the product is made, I hand it over to her, and then it's her job to sell. Okay. Right? So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean that is the life. I I I like the sound of it. That man, I'm getting a job, Barkha. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love the sound of it too so uh, but i mean you know so i uh, essentially i'm an ops person uh-huh. i have uh, i have experience in uh, operations and uh, okay. therefore that part i kind of took over naturally when mm-hmm. we started out but uh-huh. i were of the opinion that both of us should be doing everything mm-hmm. and we should both know what's happening throughout mm-hmm. the company and mm. uh, you know there should be job rotation between the two of us also mm. and honestly it didn't last for very long because we both <laughs> come with very different set of expertise and competencies uh-huh. and uh, i could for the li- life of me not understand the jargon that 
uh, you know she used to speak to the uh, people who were helping her do marketing and she also was not very happy looking after production at that time <laughs> so 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 yeah mm. so you know we fell into our roles very easily in the first few months uh, of okay. starting the company out right. and it said that we are both uh, fully aware of what happens in each other's area of functioning mm. out of interest and right. uh, because we are sisters we talk a lot mm. you know with each other <laughs> so uh, yeah so right. uh, you know uh, it it is hilarious how I, how our family uh, narrates huh. it So, okay. uh, picks me up every morning. Okay. Uh, you know, for work. So when uh, she leaves home, she gives me a call, and uh, then we speak on the way, and uh, then she picks me up, and then we talk in the car, and uh, then we go to the same office, <laughs> and on the way back she drops me, and the same process is repeated. So when right. she drops me, I give her a call, and then we gossip till she is back home. <laughs> Now. <laughs> So, so much communication between two people is very good and very healthy in the company. Right. And uh, and yeah, mm. so you know, I am picking up a lot of things that she does. She is getting to know more and more about ops and things. But right. so that's how our roles, you know, fell in. And I think uh, we are both extremely grateful for the experience mm. that we've had in the corporate world. Without that, this would not have been possible. we both come from very different kind of uh, uh, you know work experiences and uh, it has kind of beautifully come together for us wow okay 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 we understand everything when i say everything like legit everything about the business now i would want you two sisters to walk me through your early life from the very starting point from the day you were born till the point you started uh you got on that flight and you decided to quit so tell me everything on that journey because you guys honestly sound like twins to me i would want you guys to answer are you guys really twins no we have a eight year gap oh my god okay <laughs> <laughs> okay but you sound very very similar and you guys really sound like twins to me okay guys so please tell me that whole journey now so uh barkha and i were uh, born in jaipur Uh, okay. we spent our entire uh, schooling life in jaipur and mm-hmm. uh, i moved to bombay after school to do my higher education and barkha moved oh. to delhi she was at st okay. stephens in delhi and uh, you know uh, so right. uh, i think after school technically both of us have not stayed at home so okay. we are both fairly independent uh, kind of people mm-hmm. uh, Our uh, so we were only two daughters in the family, just the two of us, and like Barkha said, uh-huh. we are eight years apart, and uh-huh. uh, we were both brought up to be very independent uh-huh. and very self-sufficient by our parents. Uh, uh-huh. My um, our our mother is also uh, you know very well educated. She's a PhD and she was a lecturer, wow. and mm. uh, so you know we had a very enabling environment at home. we mm-hmm. were never made to believe that ab padhai kar li ab shaadi kar lo mm-hmm. so uh, none of us got married very, very early we okay. uh, both pursued our careers after our education for a while and okay. uh, uh, i think yeah that's why we are 
you know obviously jobs took us to multiple cities and uh, me to multiple countries uh, i you know so mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's how it was we had a very simple honest basic fun uh, close knit family and uh, i think we are still like that okay okay that's great that's great so uh, <clears throat> that means from bombay to jaipur oh sorry jaipur to bombay and jaipur to delhi and then eventually both are in bombay now yeah after uh, you know doing the round of the world yeah we are back here after doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so that's that's great yeah that's great so schooling was in jaipur so guys first of all um, help me understand that uh, Uh, is, is does anyone in your family is into business uh, is your dad into business or anyone you seen doing business where no. i can say that you uh, the seeds of business got sown into you no sathak our dad is a government servant retired government servant and uh, okay. not only in our family not even in our extended family and friend circle is there anybody who does business my god that's a lot of yeah. motivation that you guys have then <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess my god that's a lot of motivation lots of balls of steel i mean how kisi ne to kuch na kuch bola hoga yaar aise kaise ho sakta hai sabne support kar diya kisi ne kuch nahi bola ki yaar nahi chalega ye kya kar rahe ho ye dekho wo dekho family dekho kisi ne kuch nahi bola seriously kisi ne kuch nahi bola i think thode se log shock ho gaye the thode se disbelief mein bhi the but uh, i also think that at that point people thought that barkha and i have uh, earned the respect in our respective uh, you know uh-huh. careers to go back to work if the need be okay you know uh, not realizing that we were both dead sure that we have quit for good and by mm. i won't say by hook or by crook but by all the grit and hard work that we can put it we'll make this work mm-hmm. okay so, uh, मना किसी ने नहीं किया यू नो किसी ने ये भी नहीं बोला है क्या कर रहे हो एंड ऑल बट आई एम श्योर देर वर फ्यू पीपल हु Uh, hmm. the fact that you know we this wasn't a very uh, uh, you know it wasn't a decision out of whim i mean hmm. megna had done our research we actually had numbers in place we recognized after speaking to a whole lot of people that you know this is genuinely something that a young mother is looking for hmm. and doesn't find easily in the domestic market so mm-hmm. you know only after doing our due diligence and our research and figuring out whether actually this market exists or not is mm-hmm. when we took that decision and i think uh, uh, because it was backed by uh, you know research and logic uh, and numbers and a whole lot of analysis that we did uh, you know before we decided to actually quit Uh, mm-hmm. gave gave our uh, family and friends a whole lot of comfort because at no point did they think that you know these girls don't know what they're talking mm. uh, or you know at no point did they think that you know uh, you know this is just a phase ye kuch kar lenge thode saal and you know then you know they'll be back at their jobs uh, so i think uh, the seriousness with which we approached it uh, mm-hmm. because we uh, really believed that uh this is a problem that we are solving for 
mm-hmm. uh, kind of gave everybody a lot of confidence as well okay okay so barka and meghna now comes the very interesting part of it okay it's that ki after from jaipur well but ek minute jaipur se bahar baad mein niklenge pehle bata how were you in school were you the studious kind of girls or were you the notorious girls or was it like one studious one notorious ya bade chote ke difference jaisa hota na bada seedha hota hai chota notorious hota hai waisa you got it bang on bada seedha <laughs> छोटा तो यू नो वी वर नॉट लाइक फ्रेंड्स एट स्कूल इन दैट सेंस यू नो लाइक वी वर एट इयर्स अपार्ट बट या स्कूलिंग वाज अ होल लॉट ऑफ फन वी हैव वी बोथ हैव आवर क्लोजेस्ट फ्रेंड्स फ्रॉम स्कूल यू नो फ्रॉम दोस डेज इन स्कूल दोस फ्रेंड्स आर स्टिल अराउंड एंड या यू नो या वी हैड अ रेगुलर नॉर्मल वेरी फन चाइल्डहुड बरखा ऐसा क्या फन क्या है मुझे भी बता दो अरे हमने बहुत मस्ती Um, okay she used to she was the meticulous one the uh, you know the one the organized one and i was the uh, messier one and you know mm. not so organized i i am the kind of person who will uh, sit with um, you know my econometrics book at 12 o'clock uh, at night and study till 7 o'clock in the morning and go and write my exam at 8 Um, oh my god yeah i still barkha, couldn't believe how how people do that oh my god oh my god okay barkha is uh, you know the more planned one who will do one revision and then the second revision and maybe the third one also before exam starts so yeah we are like um, talking peace um and it honestly works really well for us okay okay so how, how does that really work in the business business part of it like barkha keeps like मेघना ये ऑर्गेनाइज करना था ये नहीं किया ऐसा होता है इसको ऐसे फाइल को लगाना ऐसा होता है इतना ही अभी आई थिंक इतना तो नहीं होता कि अच्छा ये ऑर्गेनाइज नहीं किया बट या आर रोल्स आर स्टिल लाइक दैट आई एम द मोर इंपल्सिव वन एंड इंपल्सिव इंपल्सिव शॉपर इंपल्सिव शॉपर नॉट एट ऑल नो अब तो मैन्युफैक्चरर अब तो कार शॉपर <laughs> I get that. Okay, so that tells us about your schooling part. That not uh, it's a mixture of naughtiness and studiousness, which is what Green Digo is getting. Uh, actually, I would say has got into now. And from Jaipur now, Barkha, you went to Saint Xavier's, which is like, oh my God, it's me. But I should my soul went to the ninety percent. Kaise? And no, uh, I went to Saint Stephen's in Delhi. Ha, huh? wait, Saint Stephen's. I'm sorry, not Saint Xavier's. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hi <laughs> madam sorry all right itni padhai kaise 90% se zyada oh my god 
कितने फुट पढ़ते थे यार मैं तो पढ़ ही नहीं पाता था कभी तो हाउ हाउ इन दर्ल्ड लाइक वट आई वुड वॉन्ट टू नो इज की बरखा वट सीलिंग्स डिट डेली ब्रेक फॉर यू एंड मेघना वट सीलिंग्स डिट बॉम्बे ब्रेक फॉर यू वेन वंस यू गॉट आउट ऑफ जयपुर सो आई थिंक you know what it did i mean irrespective of the city i would say what hostel life did uh, okay. and you know staying away from home did was to make us more self sufficient and independent mm-hmm. and uh, i think uh, that is a great uh, uh, you know learning phase where you actually pick you know you're like out of your protected life mm-hmm. that you've uh, led as a child and where you actually uh, figure out Uh, and learn to be on your own uh, and you learn to be self reliant in all aspects right mm-hmm. so i think uh, uh, that experience of uh, living away from home uh, definitely uh, you know shaped my personality because uh, you know today or today i can say that you know i don't i don't have that feeling that you know there's uh, i feel that i can do anything Uh, hmm. and you know constantly i'm confident that you know if left on my own i'll be hmm. able to figure things out and uh, uh, you know manage perfectly fine so right. i think uh, that is what uh, that experience did to me and uh, till today i mean i'm thankful to my parents for having uh, you know for, ha- for literally pushing me out after class 12 to uh, go and figure the world out on my own What do you mean by pushing you out? Why are you not ready to go to <laughs> Delhi? Is it what is no, what no. it means? No, not at all. But uh, you know, like Meghna said, in a small yeah. town like Jaipur, uh, most yeah. of our batchmates, uh, you know, ended up just staying at home and studying at local colleges there. Right. So it was, uh, it was, it was a very uh, uh, you know progressive uh, uh, thinking on their part. to mm-hmm. you know allow their daughters to kind of uh, go out of the city and just be on their own okay okay and megna what about you yeah i think pretty much the same uh, sarthak because uh, you know barkha and i come from a, a family where we were told that if you want to drive a car you need to know how to change the tire too it's not a, mm. a you know man's job or a boy's job so uh, right. our dad used to allow us to take the car out alone uh, mm-hmm. only after we assured him that we could do all this you know uh, so wow that sounds yeah, like so, he did not care about the license and stuff beta gaadi jo tire puncture ho main nahi yaar hum log ne bina bina license ke kabhi gaadi nahi chalayi hai that was like a no uh, we've never okay. done that uh, Uh-huh. we are all sticklers for rules and regulations okay. and, okay. and uh, yeah but uh, you know with, uh, like how kids learn how to drive cars we we learn right. how to drive cars and change mm-hmm. the oil and change the tire and the works mm-hmm. you know so okay. it was never ki hum logon ko like you know we used to laugh at times our friends um, uh, you know when they started driving unke parents used to make mm-hmm. sure that uh, gaadi mein petrol bhara hua hai thankful hai uh-huh. that, you know the uh-huh. is going to loan our parents used to say tumhe petrol bharana aana chahiye go to uh-huh. the pump and get the fuel filled <laughs> if you want the independence you should have the responsibility uh-huh. to you know learn to take that so uh-huh. uh, with that underlying note throughout our childhood i think uh, they did uh, like barkha said push us out 
or encouraged us to go out uh, i was 8 years earlier than barkha and all my friends were studying in uh, jaipur after school and mm-hmm. uh, they literally pushed me out they said no you need to go you need to mm. become independent and mm. when i was in jaipur in my school i used to really think i'm the most independent person in in my uh, you know friend circle so mm-hmm. at that point i didn't really understand what they were trying to say uh, but yes i also you know came to uh, bombay and uh, yeah i realized that it is very important to be on your own mm. I get that. So, what were the ceilings that Bombay broke for you? Like Jaipur, me, I know there's a certain stuff, but Bombay is completely out of the box. So, what was it for you yeah. in Bombay? So, Bombay is completely out of the box, but we never, uh, uh, you know, we we never had uh, restrictions, uh, you know, on going out or uh, you know going right. out with friends and things. So, that part, of course, didn't happen for Barkha and I. We were very happy, uh, you know. going out and partying in jaipur also when we were wow. there but mm-hmm. what it did was expose us to the kind of people uh, who were more serious about their careers who mm-hmm. were uh, who had more exposure than us mm-hmm. um, and we made a lot of new friends you know uh, we we so in jaipur it was a fairly homogeneous kind of a Uh, uh you know a friend circle or uh, extended family that we had when we came uh-huh. to mumbai and she went to uh, delhi it exposed us to a lot many more people and uh-huh. uh, we made better relationships better friendships uh, uh you know maybe learned a couple of lessons too but uh, mostly learned how to be independent okay Okay, so if I ask you guys, what is the funniest independent moment that you guys remember in your independence, Delhi and Bombay? What would that be? My funniest moment happened in Jaipur when my dad, uh, uh, without blinking an eyelid, told me that I could take a car out for a party at night, but mm-hmm. only after I learned how to change the tire, which I've just spoken about. Uh, <laughs> but if if you have a flat tire, I don't want you standing mm-hmm. on the road. waiting for help to mm. arrive so if mm. you want to do this you need to make sure you are independent so uh, when i wow. think back i find it very funny but mm. uh, it was uh, i think it was a message being given to me that uh, yes you can do anything but uh, you know you should have the skill to uh, survive in that situation mm. right barga your funniest moment so uh, i i wouldn't say it's a moment but uh, you know throughout uh, uh, you know my parents have encouraged us to you know fix what's broken and not just throw it out and that mm-hmm. includes everything from you know something like uh, a shoes to even you know electric appliances and mm-hmm. uh, uh, i would say that you know even today uh, i uh, if something if something conks off you know if an appliance conks off Uh, mm-hmm. I actually tinker around with it myself before you know I give it to somebody for uh, fixing, and uh, I think that that in a way is uh, very very uh, you know uh, empowering and you know gives me a sense of independence because 
uh, more often than not you know i am able to fix things so okay uh, i think i and i and coming uh, you know tying it back to this whole uh, conscious living mindset you know uh, uh, r- repairing is you know something that all of us should do you know whether it is uh, stitching torn clothes instead of just chucking them into the bin or um, you know just trying to make things last longer that's a more uh, right. conscious way of being and that is more friendly to you know the environment and also uh, you know helps us consume more mindfully absolutely that's also mm-hmm. stitching a rose on layer back together using uh, right kinds of products okay so so that that's where we can think of now you're in bombay you're in delhi you did your graduation so are you guys post grad also ya phir wahi ruk gaye the no both no, of us are mbas mbas okay and mbas from same college different colleges no different i went to imi in delhi wow and i was in uh, yeah no i i did it from university of rajasthan i did my uh, mba from podar college in rajasthan okay 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 that's great so you did you guys mba and then you guys got got into banking tell me one thing what is it with you both siblings together why in banking both of you kuch to alag karte hai so actually uh, while i was in banking i was mm. not really into a number crunching sort of a typical banking role uh, like mm. i said i was um, always on uh, you know product development branding marketing side so mm. uh, it's just coincidental that uh, i happened to be in that sector throughout my corporate journey okay and megna so i also technically didn't work for a bank i worked for uh, <laughs> yeah i worked for hdfc limited uh, which is a uh, mortgage finance company right. uh, and the parent company of hdfc bank like you know that's how uh, right. when when one now says hdfc people assume it's the bank right. uh, <laughs> Yeah. So mm. uh, yeah. So we. I mean, Barkha was with a bank. Yes, but I was. Uh-huh. Uh, we were in the financial services sector, but okay. technically not the bank. So how many jobs did you guys change, like individually? Three, four, five, one, two. What What was the number like? Sorry. Are you counting? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. So uh, yeah, he's asking. I like, like this guy's workout. I I like yeah, this guy's workout. Yeah. <laughs> so I oh, I I changed uh, three jobs. Three jobs before starting. Yeah. Out. In, yeah. Yeah. Okay, me too. Um, but my first and my last uh, employer was the same. Okay. Okay. So okay. Go for it. Triangle. Ban gaya. So works. Works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I get that. So three jobs, all in the financial sector, and then you had your learnings in terms of that part, and then you eventually started up. When did you move to Bombay, Barka? After your MBA or like? Yes, yes, okay. yes. I started working in Bombay. You started working in Bombay. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's when you guys decided. Okay, so now we know about that part so guys help me understand if i ask you that uh, we know there would be something that you guys would feel comes from your parents that you're putting into your business being independent is one that's life but if i specifically talk about the business that you're running the business mindset what would it be that you guys 
upputting it that your parents have taught you or you your you think so you picked up uh, you know unintentionally from parents that you're applying it in your business i, I think, think being ethical yeah, yeah, yeah being ethical integrity mm-hmm. uh, being ethical and absolutely honest and transparent in whatever we do wow okay okay that's that's great but you know after everything i i still cannot buy that you know there's there's no one around who hasn't done any business and you were the first 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 person and the first one out there in your whole family who's doing a business that's that's insanely great okay so now guys tell me how does the bond of being siblings assist the bond of being business partners for you guys so you know uh, it actually works very well sathak and uh-huh. uh, you know i think uh, it it has a lot to do with the fact that you know both of us uh, recognize each other's strengths okay um, uh, you know and uh, uh, the fact that uh, you know we have clearly defined roles uh, you know as per uh, what you know our natural inclination is towards uh, mm-hmm. really uh, you know complements uh, uh, you know our responsibilities as well that mm-hmm. and the fact that you know both of us are driven by a common purpose and it helps to work with someone who gets you and you know with who you don't need any pretenses so mm-hmm. i think in that sense uh, you know it's uh, great working with her okay megna any any you know honest confessions that you would like to make about varkha right now no no i think it's uh, yeah no i think it's great working uh, with her mm-hmm. because uh, both of us have naturally also got along uh, quite well mm-hmm. in our lives uh, right the uh, only honest confession i would say is like uh, we fight uh, <laughs> like all siblings do and uh, the fight doesn't last for more than a couple of seconds or at least that's not a fight yeah come on <laughs> yeah or at least once we are done venting out whatever we uh. feel we are back to being you know regular uh, siblings okay. talking and, you know <laughs> but uh, uh. Uh, that too works very well because satak it's a very balancing thing Uh, mm-hmm. to have somebody in your work environment who can tell you 100% mm-hmm. truth without missing right. words uh, mm-hmm. is is like having a you know a compass at all times right you know you know where you're headed right 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 i get that so guys i mean i'm i'm thinking around this question again and again probably one more time so pardon me for that but ek baat sachi batao that even during the whole span of your job job career right which was about 10 15 20 years right uh and during your college years which were like 4 5 years you guys never thought that you guys or did you guys ever thought that you guys would end up doing a business no never i think the thought of uh Uh, of doing a business didn't occur to us till barkha and i actually started speaking about it uh we mm. i we both assumed that we'll uh, both you know uh, work till mm. till the very end and uh, really but right. yeah but you know i think it worked uh, out very well for us because we saw the space i had mm. an experience uh 
friends of mine had the same experience we mm-hmm. didn't see it being uh, addressed and uh, yeah i mean at some point we said let's do this let's do this yes okay so i mean the, we we have very clear picture as to how your i would say business mindset got developed over the period of time we know from where you guys are getting integrity and honesty we know that how coming out from jaipur going from going to delhi and bombay broke some ceilings for you guys and the exposure helped helped you grow and become more and more independent eventually you were stepping into the business after your corporate life so that's a that's a full cycle that we can look at and uh, we can understand you know how how you guys worked around that part now uh there's this is one thing which i feel so and i would love to have uh, your opinion so meena you mentioned at the start of the whole conversation that you used to travel abroad and that is when sorry but you mentioned that meena would travel and that was where from where you got the idea that the products are like this and that and plant him gana i would want you to tell me that first of all what do you feel about this notion of a lot of companies coming up with ideas including you coming up with ideas of products which are available easily available abroad but not in india hence creating a business in india so what is your notion about this whole factor see sarthak i think eventually it's about fulfilling a need in a particular segment of customers now okay. if uh, a similar need uh, exists in the domestic market and there are no players who are currently mm-hmm. addressing it Right. then uh, it makes absolutely perfect business sense to uh, you know to go mm-hmm. further with that so mm-hmm. it's not about aping the west it is about uh, figuring whether a similar need actually exists in the domestic market because what has right. also happened is that you know as uh, global boundaries are getting blurred and mm-hmm. uh, you know everyone is kind of moving towards a slightly uh, you know uniform way of being right in terms of the products that we are consuming in terms of mm. uh, you know what we wear our fashion choices etc right so if uh, a need exists uh, even though it may have been triggered off by something that a global trend uh, uh, is responsible for Uh, mm-hmm. but if there is a uh, you know a critical mass that wants that uh, service or product there is absolutely uh, you know no harm in uh, going for okay 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 next thing that i would want to understand uh, megna as you mentioned from your experience of going abroad is what are the tips and tricks that you pick up from the western culture for entrepreneurship that you're applying in your business out here right now so i'll be very honest there uh, sarthak when i mm-hmm. was living abroad i wasn't an entrepreneur it hadn't mm-hmm. even crossed my mind to be an entrepreneur so uh, okay. in terms of first hand experience or watching entrepreneurs to learn tricks that time i would say not mm-hmm. much but mm-hmm. i think for an entrepreneur the most important thing is grit you mm. just have to keep going uh, mm. it's like a roller coaster right there are days where you feel the high there are days where you feel the stress and you feel low the 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 
you just put one foot forward and then the other mm-hmm. and then the other and that's how your journey goes right 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 that's that's very very true okay so that so i would say that grit is there that uh, probably i would still say you would have seen or felt somewhere in the culture and that you're finally applying it also in the business and you're taking things forward so guys now let's let's do a quick rapid fire what's that mm-hmm. okay sure. <laughs> <laughs> i can sense that scariness okay kya ho gaya kya ho gaya megna do do bar okay nahi nahi please shoot okay okay so um let's start who's a movie buff i am okay who's a voracious eater i am ah what, what do you like veg non veg everything everything ah lovely who's the better cook i am <laughs> okay <laughs> as you would more... notice it took us a long time to answer that <laughs> there was silence I... but yes yeah, I... if you're comparing the both of us she is Hmm. I know what is going to happen afterwards the podcast it's okay. <laughs> okay. So who who's got more motherly instincts? I. Okay. Who drives more rashly? I. Oh my god. Okay. Who's the shopper? Mm, both of us actually. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, we both enjoy um uh... you know going out and figuring out what's new in the market we may or may not buy but the whole experience of <laughs> going out and checking out different products is uh, something that interests both of us okay uh, who's more into reading i am barkha yeah okay that's that's there so barkha what kind of books do you like to read so uh off late uh, you know a, a lot of uh, self improvement books uh, like mm-hmm. atomic habits and mm-hmm. uh, you know even a lot of books to do with startups and uh-huh. climate change are beginning to interest me and that's what i've uh, lately right. been reading okay and uh, what kind of movies do you like depends on uh, depends uh, what the frame of mind is uh, if it's after a hard days work then uh, any bollywood masala to take my mind off the stress works wonders <laughs> right i get it so megna does it happen that uh, barkha comes in and tells you yaar maine ye movie dekhi thi and you know i think we should do this uh, do this in business no yes uh, do this in life many times oh and does it happen so, when she reads books uh yeah there in business and not in life ah okay so, so give me any anecdote that you remember like she came after after reading a book and then she's like yeah megna i think so we should do this are uh, matlab it is endless uh, she would watch <laughs> something and suggest a place for the next family holiday or uh you know watch a movie and decide to cook something or learn how to cook something and then i'm the guinea pig uh, so, yeah i mean it's a constant i mean i can't even think of one thing it's just a constant in life okay 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 i get it so guys i think so with this 
there's nothing more that I would want to understand or you know ask from you because you've got a full insight about you and your business mindset and how it runs, how it functions, what do you guys do to chill out and how are you keeping each other uh, in check, balancing each other out, complementing each other out and uh, you know taking things forward for Green Dego. But if I really have to poke you guys, you know, I would say, Barkha and Meghna, Tell me two habits of each other which you do not like in business. Mm. <laughs> in business, uh, Barkha is far too organized. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think and I think will. I can <laughs> and <punctual. laughs> <laughs> and okay. I think I think I can and I think I can just say the opposite of the same two thoughts for Meghna. <laughs> That uh, I would love it if she is more organized <laughs> and more punctual. <laughs> okay, okay, I get that. I get that. Sorry, sorry, so guys. You know, with this, uh, we are at the end of the podcast. Okay, I, I don't think so. As I mentioned, there's nothing more that I would want to ask you. I've probably taken out everything from you guys that I could have. Okay, and. Uh, with that said, before I actually end this, as we always do, that's you know we sum up what we can pick up from our entrepreneurs. So my listeners, what I would say you can pick up from Barkha and Meghna is one thing very specifically is resource. No matter they decide on the flight and at the night they made the final decision, next day they quit the job. But uh, you know, it's it's like uh, they did the research. There was years of uh, talkings and whatnot, which actually added to the whole process, wherein you know they finally they could make that decision. So that research analysis is there. Secondly, uh, which Meghna very very well said that she finally understood it and she's putting it into a business. Is that change is the only constant? So yes, you need you need to believe that change is the only constant. Third, which I would say, which I mean, very many, many entrepreneurs do at a very later stage, that is, you know, creating a projection, a business projection that how it's going to go. And definitely both of these beautiful ladies being from the, you know, uh, financial sector, they made their projections at the very first point and changed it after a couple of weeks. So, yeah, do have your projections and plans because all the plans are meant to fail. But plans are also meant to set, set to give you a course in life in business so that you can have better plans ahead so do that and i would say and yes the last thing i would say that be independent like these guys these guys are independent as insane from changing tires to you know driving cars to partying to running the whole business figuring out, figuring out supply chains and empowering women and you know setting up the whole culture going against the trend all that part so be independent have the balls. I mean, it's it's Okay. Thank you, guys. So with that said, I want to thank you, Barkha and Meghna, for coming on the show. It's been a sheer, sheer pleasure talking to you. And it's I've enjoyed the conversation a lot. And I look forward to seeing you guys once I'm in Bombay. All you guys are thank ready. you. Thanks yes, a lot. Absolutely. Karthik. Look forward to that. And uh, this has been uh, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Barkha. Thank you, Meghna. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks, Sartak. See you. I hope that you're able to take back something insightful from this podcast and apply it in your life to be a better version of yourself and add to your 
Zandoni Soch. If you know someone whom you think should feature on my podcast and has a very inspiring entrepreneurial journey, then do drop me a DM on my Instagram, S A R T H A K V A R S H N E Y. Sarthak Varshne. Yeah, that's me. I'm the founder of SV Clicks, and SV Clicks is the producer of this show. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn as well with the same name. If you're willing to listen to more of such unheard, inspiring stories of the entrepreneurs, then don't forget to follow us by pressing that follow button on your podcast screen. Thank you for being such an amazing audience. Keep learning, keep growing. We'll be back soon. See ya.